and welcome back to Grit Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by two members of the collective, the disciple Brett Colson and Donnie D.P. Peters. The resident moose himself, Mo Nuora, is in Melbourne, Australia, and will hopefully be joining us in a bit to give his Super Bowl 52 takes, but for now, it is us three lowly AFC East fans. Uh, Bert Manati, are you excited for this game? This is the matchup I think we all, uh, well, I guess we, we wanted Vikes Patriots, but a couple weeks ago you said your best bet was Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Here they are in the big game against the Pats. And you uh, you secretly love the Pats. You're like, uh, what's old girl uh, from Hey Arnold who hates on Arnold but has a shrine in her closet to pray to him, to love him. You got the blinders on. This is a fun matchup for, for you, Bourbon Knight. It is a fun matchup just because of what we're going to see on the field, and we'll get into that in a bit. But I feel a lot better about this game if I actually put down money, real American dollars, on that uh, Eagles futures bet. I did not do that. Why didn't I do that? I don't know. It was a great take. <laughs> I was I was so excited about how much value I got with the Eagles back then. I didn't even put a I didn't even put a bet on it. Twenty to one just a few weeks ago. DP, you are headed to Minnesota. You'll be boarding a plane here from sunny Southern California, where it's been in the mid eighties. It's been absolutely gorgeous, and you're headed to Minnesota, where it is quite literally. I I saw a screenshot this morning. Minus two, minus two degrees. So I, I know you're not excited about that, but you are excited about being there. You're there for a charity poker tournament. Are you going to sneak into the game somehow? Are, is By kickoff on Sunday, will Donnie Peters have tickets to the Super Bowl? I'm going to kiss so much ass that the only way people can get me off of their ass is by giving me tickets to the Super Bowl. And we'll <laughs> see if it happens. And then if I get there, I'm kissing Tom Brady's ass. But... <laughs> I'm holding out hope that I'll be there. I'll definitely be at some amazing Super Bowl parties, you know, up in the city. But uh, I'm not really looking to the towards the cold. I'm not really looking towards being in that that city with uh, all these Philly fans. But oh, hey, yeah, that's right. I know it's that's an underrated storyline. Is that you will be amongst the most vile humans on planet Earth? Yeah, and I and I heard. I mean, I've never been to Minneapolis, but I heard that it's kind of like a one of those little hamster wheels, traps, whatever they're called, where because it's so cold up there, it's like an indoor city where there's you know covered skywalks. There's tunnels that go from place to place. The Mall of America is like just basically you know surrounds the entire city. Um, so yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. That's for sure. If I got this correct, the Mall of America has its own zip code. How cool is that? Yeah, I mean, it, from I've been listening to some podcasts of some people that are there and following some of the media members that are out there for the Super Bowl all week, and it sounds like. Literally everything happens at Mall of America. That's where they have Radio Row for the yeah. Super Bowl. All the media are set up right next to the food court. That's where the teams are staying and the two hotels that are attached to it. It just seems like a shit show. Oh, man. Well, good luck to you and your, your venture to get tickets. It is, of course, the Super Bowl prop show. We'll be getting into all the fun bets that you can get a friendly sweat on. Heading into Super Bowl 52 between the Eagles and the Patriots. We'll, of course, get to the game itself where the Patriots are four and a half point favorites, and the total is 48. We'll be looking at, I, I will be looking at for some fun props, one of the illegal online sites, but I know DP. You put the Westgate props in the chat, so there'll be some legitimate ones that actually occur on the field as well. Want to put a bow on the first few rounds of the playoffs because Brett and I killed it, mainly. Uh, we both went a perfect 2-0 in the conference championship after going a perfect 4-0 the previous week, so we are both 8-2 and against the spread in the playoffs. DP bounced back, uh, had a 2-0 week, and is five and five, and Mo split the conference championship, and he is seven and three. So pretty good for the collective in the postseason. Hope you guys cashed some tickets. Hashtag oh, when it matters. When it matters. Why didn't we get any tiebreakers <laughs> for the super contest in the playoffs? 
Oh. <laughs> One time. But yes, it is time for the Super Bowl. And I told the boys, get your favorite props. Get five props or so. Bring them to the pod. And I, I only made two of them mandatory. One being first touchdown and then one being MVP, which we'll keep to the end. So, Bert Renati, lead us off with first touchdown. Who, and, they, and again, this is a tricky one because people out there, it's not about who you think is going to score the first touchdown, as, as silly as that may sound. But we're looking for a value here. We're not looking to only get three to one or two to one. We're looking to maybe hit a home run to start the game. So Minotti, who are you going with for first touchdown? Well, there's going to be a theme for me on this pod and it is going to be Rex Burkhead. Uh, the one thing we can predict about Bill Belichick and his scheme is that he is completely unpredictable with his three running backs, especially around the goal line. Burkhead was the guy towards the end of the season. Then he got hurt. Deion Lewis started getting touches inside the five. Then James White. He's seen more goal line opportunities during the playoffs. I'm buying low on the guy who has been unstoppable in those situations all season long. I think the Patriots are going to move the ball early in this game. And there's a lot of value on uh, all the Burkhead props. 22 to 1 to score the first touchdown. I'm going to go with Rex Burkhead to get a goal line touch and score the first time rex burkhead it's rex week it it is rex week and if you're not building a story about a particular player it it kind of makes sense to build some sort of story with these props if you if you believe in a side and and brett i know you've done this previously then you might as well try to go all in and nail everything the perfect storm if you're gonna hit you're gonna hit big and if you're gonna miss whoo you're gonna swing and you're going to miss. So I, I, I think the Rex Burkhead call might be maybe a harbinger of things to come. Uh, DP, you are up. Who do you like to score the first touchdown? So I'm looking at the other side of the ball because I think New England always starts very slow, especially in Super Bowls. Uh, I'm going to look at uh, a guy that's going to attack New England's linebacking core, which I think is their their weakest core on defense, and that's uh, Corey Clement. Uh, you know, I don't think that these guys can cover pass-catching backs, and I think if the Eagles um, are going to have success in this game and be able to pull out a victory, they're going to need to use Corey Clement a lot. Um, so I like him to score the first touchdown. Um, I've seen prices at 30 to one up to 34 to one. And then I think you can couple that with the fact that uh, the prop of will court to score a touchdown and get a really good price on that too. So if you put those two together, I think you're going to be in for a nice little pay that has a lot of value. You're not going no touchdown scored 200 to one. No, I thought about it, but I mean, I don't know, man. It just, it's really hard to do that. You know, Maybe if, be I like got like two, if I got like two fifteen to one, I might do it, but no. Of course, but that's the dumbest bet ever. <laughs> I'm going a little chalky with mine, but not uh, not too bad. I'm staying in the New England backfield, and I'm taking James White at 12 to one because James White is the playoff god. He scored seven total touchdowns in seven playoff appearance appearances. That's compared to. What is it? Looking, I had to write it down. Okay, 14 touchdowns in 47 career regular season appearances. Obviously, totally unsustainable. But for some reason, in the playoffs, they love this guy. And while I tend to agree with Brett that when it comes to the Pats' backfield situation, that Belichick is going to roll up and really do whatever he pleases and just try to exploit the defense on the other side of the field... There's just something about James White and how he fits in this offense as a pass catching back. And and while Burkhead is back, he is practicing. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he's gained the full trust of this New England team. So I, I still defer a little bit to White in the situation. And twelve to one seems like a, a really good number. I mean, some of these these numbers are really light. Like a Jai eight to one, Alshon eight to Alshon Jeffrey eight to one. Seems like absolutely lighting money on fire. <laughs> so yeah, give me James White. Give me 12-1 to 1 to score the first touchdown. Too chalky, Brett? Do you dislike this? Eh, a little bit. I mean, like you said, White has been the dude in the Super Bowl for them, in the playoffs for them for so many years. I just feel like that – I don't I don't really like that number. But it's – you're right. I mean, Bert, the, the trust with Burkhead is iffy. 
because he hasn't really played in what four weeks. He had three snaps against the Jaguars, so it's definitely a risk, but uh, gamble. Well, we know it's not going to be Dion at ten to one because Bill Belichick hates Dion Lewis. He does. He absolutely despises that man. I was also interested in Brady at twenty-five to one, but this is just my eyes doing analysis. So, so Brady is the the goat QB sneaker, right? Like every fourth and short, he converts. But DP, when's the last time one of those fourth and shorts was on the goal line? I feel like that that hasn't happened in a long time, where they've had it at the the one inch line and and Brady's piled in. Yeah, I feel like that 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 same thing. You know, just you always get right down on that that one two yard line. You think, oh, Brady's just gonna punch it in. I mean, he did he did one last week or last game against the Jaguars, but it was more from like the six yard line or seven yard line or something to pick up you know a yard and a half, two yards, and get a first down. Um, but I, I don't know if that's just you know the Patriots know that that Brady does that all the time and he's successful, so he knows they know that teams are game planning towards him to just quickly punch it in, or if that's a thing where you know over the last year and a half two years they've been moving away from brady doing so many of these sneaks and they've really been running it you saw that a lot earlier in this season with mike gillisley they were handing it off on you know fourth and short uh, or even third and short instead of having brady just pick it off maybe that's just having a 40 year old quarterback and trying to keep him healthy and not get him nailed every time but like you i mean i like having brady at 25 to 1 that's a, that's a shot i like it i just don't think the patriots are going to score first though so that's why i went to the other side of the ball the patriots Crazy stat. They have not scored a single point in the first quarter of their Super Bowls. I mean, that's just wild. Oh, uh, that's not true exactly. Not true uh, exactly. Back when they played uh, the I'm ex- Packers. I'm excluding, yes, I'm excluding the Packers. Yeah. Super Bowl. This you got to go. Dynasty. Brady Belichick era. Yes, 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 yes. Not a single point in the first quarter of any of their Super Bowls. It's so bizarre. It's, a, it's just. The, the most prepared team of our lifetime has not scored a single point in the first quarter. Maybe, and if that's part of the preparation, then they're just the sickest. They're just. They're well, I think it, it, it kind of is part of the preparation, but maybe not as planned in terms of they, they go into the game, you know, let's try a few things uh, formationally, see how the other team is reacting that we can then exploit later on, especially when it comes to halftime adjustments. And also, let's just feel out the game and see how it goes. We'd rather finish strong late as opposed to starting really fast and getting burned out and you know it but obviously they want to score first and they want to score as many points as possible but it just doesn't work out that way and if you look at some of these games these super bowls they they play relatively cautiously to start you know they're not just going out there five wide trying to pick up fourth downs that sort of thing they're much more cautious in the early going all right let's go dp pot or sleep oh mo Joining us from down under, from Melbourne, Australia, from the Aussie. Hey, mate. It's Mo Noir, the resident moose. What's up, bud? Man, these uh, these Aussie hookers were just trying to <laughs> get an in from the rail. Mm. People are ju- people are just now getting high enough into the money that the Aussie hookers are showing up. <laughs> we were just wrapping up first touchdown scored. And then we we're going to dive into all of the props. So quickly, Mo. Do you have a favorite to score the first touchdown? Whose odds do you like the most? Or do you need to get settled in? Uh, give me a minute. All right, uh, Mo's getting settled. Mo's getting settled. Figure out where the coin's going to land for Brady. <laughs> have we... Do they got a prop on that? Coin Brady? All right, let's start with DP. DP, give it to us. Give us your favorite props for Super Bowl 52. I mean, Rich, you kind of mentioned it a little bit with James White. I like James White on the over of 26 and a half yards. I like the James White on the over of receptions, three and a half. I think both of those are very low. I think you're going to see a lot of James White being in the game, um, just knowing how good the uh, front four of Philadelphia is in the pass rush. And James White is that guy when the Patriots need an extra blocker in there to chip and then be able to chip and get out on a short dump off pass, a screen pass. James White's that guy. He's the guy Brady trusts. He's the guy New England trusts. He's been doing it for several years now. Um, We see it time and time again in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs. I think, you know, getting him over 26 and a half yards and getting him over three and a half uh, receptions is a lock. And then I also like, I think this is a big Rob Gronkowski game. Uh, Total receptions over five for me on Rob Gronkowski. Those three I just absolutely love. I think it's a James White, Rob Gronkowski game. Brady goes to his two guys that are his blankets, his comfort zones, and that's how they're going to get this one done. Damn. 
That was quick analysis. No bones about it. Nothing on the Eagles? No Philadelphia love? No brotherly love from you? No, I I mean I looked through through the Philadelphia stuff. I just I didn't like a lot of the prices when thinking of what they're gonna do. And and I don't know. I, I feel like Nick Foles is a big wild card to me. So I just I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of like I don't know what the hell Philadelphia is gonna bring. I mean, I think they could be really good in this game, but I think that Nick Foles could be a total dumpster fire and they could totally suck because of it. I really have no idea what's gonna happen on that side of the ball. Very interesting. All right, Minotti, you, you teased a lot of Rex Burkhead, so I'm interested to see what we're doing with Sexy Rexy. Give us your favorite props for the game. Yeah, the first one is, will Rex Burkhead score a touchdown? Pretty basic. I already said he's going to score the first touchdown of the game, so obviously he's going to score a touchdown of the game. I've seen a range between one, plus 175, plus 240. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's going to score in this game, I think. it, it that's that, That's one of the better props I've seen because I have a lot of faith in Burkhead in this game and staying on that Rex Burkhead rushing yards plus 12 and a half is that real I I, I just feel like Burkhead's going to be involved in this game at 12 and a half that seems like a lock I think it should be like 18 or 20 so I think you're getting really good value on all the Burkhead props in this game uh, prop number three Nelson Aguilar receiving yards over 42 and a half I love this one to me this is the matchup the Eagles can exploit the most on offense. Nelson Aguilar versus Eric Rowe in the slot. I don't know how Rowe keeps up with this guy. He's a bigger cornerback. Speedy guys give him trouble, and uh, he's clearly the worst corner on this team. Foles should be looking to pick on Rowe a lot. So I'm expecting a big game out of Nelson Aguilar. I love the over 42.5. And, and because of that, I'm down on all of Alshon Jeffrey's props. I think the Pats try to take him out of this game. So I haven't looked at what Jeffrey's numbers are, but whatever they are, I like the under. Yeah, it seems like a really good spot for Aguilar. And and what the Eagles like to do in that system, I, I don't think the things that they did against, and Minnesota is a great defense. They just kind of got, they hit a tsunami of... <laughs> of bad variants of everything that could have gone wrong went wrong in that NFC title game. But those little uh, run pass options where Alshon Jeffrey just runs a slant, like the Pats are going to have something for that. They're going to be ready for those plays. They're not going to let the Eagles just walk down the field running the same play over and over again. So yeah, I, I, I tend to dislike Alshon in this contest and I'm more so like Aguilar who can, catch the ball short, catch the ball near the line of scrimmage, and make some plays. It'll be easier to scheme him open than it will Alshon Jeffrey on those those little slant routes. So I, I, I like the way you're thinking with those. Mo, do you have I, your... Yeah, I think he could hit the over on just one play. That's... Oh, yeah, totally. I, I wish there was a prop. There might be a prop on that. I haven't seen it, but, like, longest play for Aguilar, I would t- definitely take the over on that. Mo, you have I'm your... curious as to why you have Eric Rowe and Alec Aguilar and not Butler. Because Butler's an outside cornerback? Butler will play wherever. Does Butler play inside? Doesn't really. In th- no, it seems like in, in three in three wide receiver sets, it seems like Rowe is almost not always in the slot, but don't they don't they usually slot him in there? Yeah, I can't for the life of me remember Butler. First of all, why would he follow Nelson Aguilar? Second, yeah. of, second of all, he seems like he's always on the outside. I mean, he's. They seem to play him with the matchup guy. I think they're going to put uh, Gilmore on Jeffrey. Yeah, shut down a big body guy there, and then Aguilar and Butler are going to get that. I mean, last year in the Super Bowl, Butler got Gabriel, Taylor Gabriel, and Eric Rowe took. Uh, he took some Julio. That well, they did the the you know one guy under one up top on on Julio. Not that they're going to do that well, on the other guys, but you know you can put. I mean, Torrey Smith's kind of a bigger guy. This you know, might be good for Aguilar. Might be good for Aguilar because Butler is horrifying, like really bad. He's getting torched last week by. He sucked all year. Something Westbrook. <laughs> all those hack receivers in Jacksonville. Mo, do you have your bearings? Are you ready to give us some takes? I got some halfway bearings. <laughs> all right, that's good enough. Uh, I agree with Brett. If if Brett picked Rex Burkhead for first touchdown, I I am also in agreement with that one. My reasoning is just logic on this one. If you if you just look at these numbers, uh, the Patriots have three running backs that they rotate all like relatively evenly, but 
James White and Deion Lewis are 10 to 1 and 8 to 1 to score first touchdown and Rex Burkhead is 22 to 1. That just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I feel like he should be at least like 15. Uh just he's got to be in the ballpark. I mean, touches have been in the ballpark, you know, for the most part when when these guys are healthy. So I just don't see how he can be that much more. And then uh, I also don't mind Chris Hogan, uh, also north of 20 to 1, I think he was. It was either 20 or one of them was 20, one of them was 22. Um, and uh, yeah, why can't Chris Hogan be in there for the first touchdown? Why is Amendola 8 to 1 just because he scored twice in the last game? That does not seem like it's all that terribly predictive. Uh, somehow he's lower than Brandon Cooks, but. Uh, I don't know. Could be racist Belichick. We'll see. Racist AF, bro. And what about uh, first touchdown? That was that was first touchdown, right? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking about just in general. Sorry. No, no. First touchdown, and then, uh, what did you else? Did you want some uh more other props? Yeah, that I was looking sprinkle at? them in. What do you like? Okay, so I managed to do a little bit of research earlier. Let's just open with the gimme, the same prop I bet every Patriots Super Bowl. Only now he's on the other team. LeGarrette Blunt under 40 and a half yards. I bet this one every time, and it always hits. And, I mean, just look at this. It's 40 and a half. It takes, it takes LeGarrette Blunt 20 carries to get to 40 and a half. So, yeah, I'm going to take this under 40 and a half. Uh, if... The other thing is, like, you just look, if the Patriots are winning, which the spread says they should be, then why is LeGarrette Blunt even on the field? So, uh, love this one. And then another one that I kind of dove a little bit into the numbers for is this one that over 131.5 snaps. It's even money both ways. Um... Patriots basically came out in, like, hurry up last week against Jacksonville. I don't see why they wouldn't basically do the same thing here against another strong defense. Um, it seems like they really like to do that when they, uh, you know, they, they do feel that their defense can threaten them. One of the ways they can throw it off is to try to hurry the pace a little bit. And uh, you look at overall, both of these two teams are in, the top four in pace. I believe one was first and one was fourth, if I remember right. So I would just expect both teams to be, you know, hurrying up a little bit. And if they're both in the top four in pace as it is, and their average snap total through through the season has been, I believe when I added up, it was like 134. And that's playing against other teams on average that are doing an average pace against them. So if they're facing somebody else that's hurrying up, I can only imagine that is going to go higher. Patriots last year in the Super Bowl, 91 offensive plays. 91? Yeah, they, they had like double snaps. In Obvi- game, obviously an overtime game, but yes, 90, 91. Well, what was their pace in the second half alone? <laughs> yeah. Through the roof? That's one of those where if you like the over on total plays, you probably like the Patriots in the game. Because up tempo, a lot of pace, a lot of pay, plays, that definitely favors the team that is not uh, hedging their bets on their defense, right? Like the Eagles are coming into this game. Everybody's talking about their defensive front, their ability to stop the other team, and all those metrics, all those defensive metrics, go out the window. The more plays you run, because those guys just get exhausted, and they're not getting any stops at that point. Well, the one thing that benefits Philly in that regard is they all season long, they have a, a core of like seven or eight guys that just constantly rotate in and out and rush the passer. But if the Patriots do what everyone th- kind of thinks that they're going to do is just line it up, you know, four or five wide and go, you know, no huddle and just keep those four guys in the field, that's going to be really difficult for them to stay fresh all game. Mo, you got any more? Yeah, one more so far. I'll try to uh, dig up a few more. Um, Fletcher Cox, no sack at minus 160. I looked, he's got five and a half sacks this year. He's got like, I think it was like a sack every third game in his career. 
I mean, so we got that already. The odds look pretty good. Um, and then you also factor in how well the Pats O-line played last week, or I guess two weeks ago, against Jacksonville. The Saxonville, most ferocious front in the league, got neutralized pretty pretty shockingly efficiently by the Pats O-line, really. And then uh, rule of uh, rule of Belichick always takes away your best weapon. So uh, all that combined, I like uh, no sack for Fletcher Cox, minus 160. All right, I'm going to rattle some off here. I think the easiest one, the absolute slam dunk of the Super Bowl, and this can only be found on shady sites, is will Pink be airborne during the national anthem? Heavy juice on the no. But do you guys really think, minus 500, but do you guys really think that the, the National Football League, after all of the anthem cries from their conservative fans is going to let pink of all people be airborne during the national anthem. No chance in hell will pink be airborne while she sings the national anthem. That's kind of her thing, right? You've been able to print the last few years on these no ridiculous props. I don't know. I'll I'll take that bet against you, Rich. No chance will she be. I will take that bet against you. Pink is, she fucking flies everywhere. That's her thing, right? Side of buildings. But she didn't, and and I think it plays into her favor is that she didn't when she performed at the Grammys recently. She just stood there and sang. That's right. And I think that 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 could be because she didn't want to get hurt for this one. Oh wow! No, yeah, she came out onto the stage, just some jeans at the top, came out and sang. But no, she she will not be airborne during the singing of the national anthem. The the NFL will not let that happen. On to the game. Uh, will Steven Goskowski's first kick be a touchback? I love the no at plus 145. The Pats, in an era where everybody's booming the ball out of the end zone, they love to kick it short and tackle, make you try to get upfield and not get to the uh, the touchback marker. Uh, Eagles special teams DVOA is, is middling. They're 16th in the league. And uh, I just like the Pats to be cheeky here like they always are and to kick it short of the end zone. Uh, it also, uh, I, b- I believe, they have Aguilar back there, so it also maybe make Aguilar take it out and actually run a football play. That could be in uh, Pat's favor, get him get him a little tired before the drive starts. Uh, we talked about, Cor- you talked about Corey Clement there, quickly, DP. I like the under on five and a half for his longest, his first reception, excuse me, uh, you win if he doesn't catch a pass, which I think is in my favor. If you look at his game logs, I mean, he's catching maximum one ball in most of these contests. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I just think he's a, he's a wild card and it's not out of the realm of possibility that he doesn't catch a single pass, which would be a victory. My favorite bet is will Tom Brady throw a second quarter touchdown minus 120. Isn't this what the Patriots do? Isn't scoring to close out the second quarter the thing that New England does better than anybody, especially if they have an opportunity to defer at the start and get the ball to start the second half, the classic uh, back-to-back scores. So I, I love that at minus 120. I also like, will there be a second quarter field goal by either team uh, at minus 270? Juice is kind of bad there, but... Classic Super Bowl, right? Slow start, and then a lot of things happening in the second frame. And then two more here. I guess I'll bunch all of these together. Uh, I like longest touchdown over 44.5, so I'm also then going to take total yardage of touchdowns over 78.5. You guys know how I feel about this Patriots defense. I think it's bad. And I'm not really impressed at all by this Philly secondary. I understand their front is really good, really strong, but hashtag when it matters, I do not trust these guys, the Ronald Darby's of the world, to clamp down in coverage against a Tom Brady-led offense. I don't think that they're going to be able to stop anything, really. Uh, so I think someone's going to get loose for a long one. And if I think there's going to be a 44 and a half yard touchdown, then I feel like I have to take the 78 and a half 
as well. You could also talk me into Brandon Cooks over 69 and a half. I think Brandon Cooks has gotten a, a lot of nice. hate, a lot of nice, a lot of hate uh, this season, but he's he's crossed that marker nearly half of his games. I believe it's uh, seven of 18 or eight of 18. He's crossed the 69 and a half yard marker. And uh, again, do not love this Philly secondary. So think uh, think there could be some big plays. So those are the ones that I am favoring. Any more props? Can I, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, can I piggyback off you, Rich? Yeah. Uh, you said you like uh, Pats to score a second quarter touchdown. Was that the one? Tom Brady to throw a second quarter touchdown. Okay. Okay, see, I like this other one that's right along those same lines. Um, Why is last team to score in the second half why are pats only minus 115 i mean i feel like they should be a slightly bigger favorite than that i mean don't isn't that just when every game when they just march down the field when they just go into belichickian we're just not running the ball well here's the thing the the jags are not uh, excuse me the eagles are not going to be the jags they're not going to clock the ball or kneel down with 50 seconds remaining, right? They they actually did the exact opposite against the Vikings. Pretty much the same scenario, and they went down and, and scored a touchdown. They were, I think, they were inside their own 20 with 50 seconds left, and went down and, and scored a touchdown to to end the half. So the Eagles are at least going to be aggressive, one would think. But yeah, the, this is the Patriots' calling card. Uh, if we're gonna remember the Brady Belichick era, we're gonna remember it for. Them cheating, we're gonna remember them from Spygate, and uh, we're gonna remember them for this deferring and double touchdown, double up, second quarter, third quarter, right? And Giselle yelling at Julian Edelman for not being able to catch. Those are the three main takeaways I'll take from this dynasty. Well, you're the only person that thinks like that, but whatever. I like, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, I got one more. Nick Foles under 270 and a half. This has got to be my favorite one. This total is massive. I mean, don't you guys think this is just insane? How Wait, that's a real number? How how out of hand is the Nick Foles hype right now? Bert, we got to go to you on this. You said he's the best backup in the league. Yeah, he's he's good, but 270 and a half though? Patriots over the that's last ridiculous to me. Patriots over the last 12 weeks an average of 212 yards allowed through the air. And yeah, the schedule has been weak, but I'm not going to punish the team for doing what they do with, on the field against the opponent that they're facing. So that number is crazy. This is insane. I mean, he's had four full starts, and he passed that number once. He passed 250 once. The only time he's even been in this vicinity is when he just this monsoon game against the Vikes where just I'm seeing, I'm every, seeing two forty and a half. and a half, by the way, massive on the, yeah, uh, on this sheet, it says two seventy. If you can get two seventy, fire the under. Yeah. I mean, if you can get anywhere near this, just pile under, this is way too high. Why are you seeing two seventy? <laughs> well, I think, I think Brett and Mo are looking at the William Hill odds. Oh yeah. I'm a William Hill one. I clicked that then, first one. Yeah. So there's William Hill odds out there. There's the Westgate odds out there. And then there's, Shady Rich Ryan sites out there. Are they still not watching football in England? What's going on here? Two seventy, dude. William Hill's all over the U.S. too, man. <laughs> yeah, the Westgate has it at two thirty nine and a half. This seems like arbitrage one hundred and one. Just fired all on the under. Let me see what my locals hanging. Everything you got on the under there. Are we ready to talk about the game? The game itself. Is there anybody here that's going to... I feel like we're all going in one direction. I feel like nobody has faith in the Eagles. Does, does anybody want to step up to the plate and tell me why the Eagles will cover the four and a half? And maybe win. Nope. I don't think... I think nope. See ya. I think we are, unfortunately, a consensus on the evil empire here. DP, I'll let you lead it off then. Tell us why your beloved Patriots will cover this four and a half. So I think we're going to see a fairly high scoring game in this one. I like the over of 48. 
Um, and in that regard, I just like the Patriots to be able to put up points on offense with Brady, with Belichick, with what they're going to be able to do versus a Doug Peterson, who's been a head coach for two years and was coaching high school nine years ago. And Nick Foles, who I think is overhyped out of the building. Um, I think Foles is like we just talked about. He's a backup QB. I mean, that's what he is. That's what he's good at, which is fine. He's a good backup. But in the Super Bowl against Bill Belichick, who has had two weeks to prepare um, for him, I think they're going to shut down the run game or, or key in on shutting down the run game for the Eagles, which it seems like they like to do with Ajahi and Blunt and get that going early and make Foles beat them through the air. And one of the things that the Patriots defense won't do, I'm, I don't think that they're that good, you know, like you, Rich, but I don't think that they're going to give up a ton of really big plays that are a result of busted coverage, busted plays, not being in the right position. You know, if the Patriots are good at anything on defense, it's being in the right areas because they're coached well. Um, so I think that that's going to play, uh, you know, against Nick Foles, who when he plays quarterback, if you watch him play quarterback, he does everything really slow, which I don't think is going to work um, in the Super Bowl against Bill Belichick. And then I also, I, I'm a total wild card for me is is Jim Schwartz, uh, you know, coaching the Eagles defense. I mean, that guy just seems like he's super aggressive. He's not that patient. He's jacked up tough guy all the time and i feel like he's just gonna try and throw his nuts on the table and prove that he can win against bill belichick and bill belichick was the guy who gave him his first job in the nfl years ago uh, with the cleveland browns so i mean bill belichick is a crazy genius type of mind so he's gonna hopefully have a little bit of idea of what jim schwartz is gonna do and i think that jim schwartz is at some point he's gonna let his emotions run wild he's gonna try and get you know, the upper hand on Belichick and Belichick in that situation is just going to eat him alive because this is what Belichick does on the biggest stage ever. Uh, I mean, I think that this game is just going to be something like a 31-24, 31-21, um, kind of similar lines. Not that this really matters because it was so long ago when the Eagles and the Patriots met in the Super Bowl years ago um, where, you know, the, the game finished much closer than it was throughout. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Patriots here. I like them to cover. I like the over. So give me all of that, please. Where Donovan McNabb puked on his cleats. Puked all over. I can see Nick Foles puking all over himself in this stage. <laughs> Bert, you don't have the blinders on. You do have the blinders on. Blinders are fully on. You're blind. I always, always have the blinders on. Come on. I just, I love this matchup because it is the league's best pass rush. This Philly defense doesn't have to blitz to get pressure on the quarterback, and they don't blitz often. Facing Tom Brady, the league's best quarterback, when pressure is in his face. And I think that's where this game is won and lost. Can the Eagles get to Tom Brady enough to force him to get the ball out earlier than he wants? I think the answer is no. I mean, the, the Pats' offensive line has been great in the playoffs. Plus, Bill Belichick knows what he's up against here. He knows how good this Philly team is on the defensive line. He's going to scheme around that. He's had two weeks to prepare and the thing you can't overlook in this game is that this is the first Super Bowl experience for most of these players on the Eagles facing a team that is here every single year that's a big big thing so give me the team that just does it every single year give me the pads minus four and a half if you can find minus four fire that um just I don't I don't know how the public is all over the Eagles Eagles here that's the point. What happened? That's the point. Lots, lots of Vegas places have minus four still minus... right now. So get it while it's hot. Nobody believed in this team three weeks ago, and now everyone is piling Philly. This is I, I, it's mind-boggling. This is amazing. Nobody likes the Patriots. Absolutely nobody. I love how they saved the Super Bowl to not like the Patriots I all year. I just hammer the Patriots minus 14 and a half. Who gives a shit? Let's 70% of the public's on the Patriots. Is this just Americans just want the underdog that bad that they're just almost trying to will Philadelphia to victory by betting them? I I don't. Can we get this at three and a half by Sunday? Is, is, that, is that a possibility? Will there be so much money? Will that guy walking around, the guy who bet every World Series game and rolled it up? And uh, bet it all in Game Seven, and ultimately uh, lost. If I remember correctly, he's 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 bet seven figures on the Eagles. Can we get some more seven figure Eagle bets from these these kooks and and get this three and a half? What's I'm perplexed at how the public is approaching this game. 
Mo, even you, it seems like. You've got the blinders on, right? you got the pats here. Yeah, I'm nervously taking the pats. I don't feel great about it. Um, if you can get four, I think that's fine. If you can get three and a half, which I'm kind of holding out, hoping for three and a half, seeing what happens, um, that, that's fantastic. I, I definitely like the pats at three and a half, but uh, I'm, I'm holding out hope for three and a half. Uh, I'll take it at four. Man, four and a half is just such an awful number to lay, though. You just hate to lay that number. But uh, I think, gun to my head, I've got to take the Pats. But I'm not, I don't feel that confident, to be honest. I, I've loved this Eagles team all year. I, I mean, you guys know this. I said this was the best team all year. And uh, I think that they still are the best team if they had the man, Carson Wentz, the man himself. But uh, we got Nick Foles, which Nick Foles is fine. But, you know... You don't want fine in a Super Bowl. You want uh, Super Bowl caliber players in a Super Bowl. And Nick Foles is a plug-in in Week 10, and you feel like you still got a good chance to win player. So um, beyond that, you know, though I do love this Eagles team, and I think they're, they're fun to watch. And uh, I think Doug Peterson is about as sharp as they come, not named Belichick. So... I don't think this team is drawing dead by any means. What happened, Mo? Is it weird that I think because Doug Peterson's a good coach, they might lose by a ton? Is that a weird thing to think? That I think Doug Peterson will rightly be aggressive in spots, and it's just not going to work out? It should work out, though. I mean... Well, yeah, the Pats defense is just... Yeah, if you're going to be aggressive, that's the time to be aggressive. So bad. Like, I don't think Doug Peterson is going to be aggressive all year, be analytics-driven, have a guy on his sideline telling him when to go for it on fourth down, and then suddenly shrivel up in the Super Bowl and, and punt in bad spots. I don't think that's going to happen. So if you are in favor of the Eagles in this spot, I think you can at least uh, rest assured that the Eagles coaching staff will do the right thing. The problem is is they're going against the greatest coach and the greatest prep guy in history in Bill Belichick who I think will find ways to exploit this Eagles defense he's not going to be running the protection scheme that fucking Minnesota did when they rolled a tight end over and got old boy destroyed uh strip sack that completely changed the outcome of that game in Philadelphia like those are things that are just not going to happen with the Patriots and I think they'll find a way to neutralize that front find a way with either playing with pace or just scheming to uh, to limit their ability to rush the quarterback, and then they're going to make the secondary cover. That, that's what the Pats find a way to do with these quick routes, with these rub routes. They're going to make you cover. And I like the Jags matchup because I trusted their secondary to cover, not needing pressure up front, but being skilled enough to stay in front of their man or to feed their receiver back to the safety and, and play as a, as a solid coverage unit in the back, and I just don't trust that from this Eagles secondary. I think with pressure, yes, they can do their jobs in the back, but when it when it comes down to it, when they're going to have to beat one-on-one, right? They're going to have to keep Amendola in front of them. They're going to keep Brandon Cooks in front of them. They're going to keep freaking Rob Gronkowski in front of them. I don't. That's I, I don't see it being being a uh, being something that they can succeed at. So. I like the, the four and a half in the spot. I like laying the wood with the Patriots as mu- as sick as that makes me. Remember when this line opened at six and just plummeted down to four? What a crazy week. Crazy two weeks. Opened at seven, very first couple books. And that line doesn't seem right, though. It seems high. This seems fair, as we previously uh, discussed, but still. Go Belichick. Donnie, I'm just putting the kibosh on him. There's no kibosh here, baby. Greatest Grab that in history. Grab that little snippet of Rich saying, go Patriots. <laughs> it's going to be my ringtone for when he calls me. <laughs> All right, MVP. Let's get out of here on this. I mean, can anybody take it from Brady? Does anybody have anybody but Thomas Brady winning MVP? I do. Okay, give it. Give us your horrible take about them giving the MVP award to anybody but Tom Brady. Rob Gronkowski. I, well, listen, it, part of it's I don't like the price on Brady. 
So I tried to go away from him with someone that I think has a really good shot and, and provides decent value. And I think that Rob Gronkowski does that. I think we could see a huge game from Rob Gronkowski. That's what I'm expecting. I'm, you know, what if he goes eight for a buck, 20, two touchdowns and Brady ends up throwing a pick. That's not, it's it's not, that's, of course you can, but that's not happening. He's not going eight for one twenty and two. Okay. Why can't he? He can, but that's like a two percent outcome. I'm in. <laughs> I like to be the underdog. Even in that scenario, I could still see them just giving it to Tom. Dude, they didn't give it to James White last. They year. didn't give it to James White. Uh when uh Colts won their first Super Bowl. Uh, they just handed the ball to Brady or to Manning, excuse me, even though he was horrifying in that in that game, in the rain against the Bears. They just they just hand it to the quarterback. There's no thought involved. The only person they couldn't give it to is the corpse of Peyton Manning because he was literally a a dead human being on the field. They had they didn't want a weekend at Bernie the celebration, so they just here Von Miller, you got a strip sack, take the award. But other than that, just give it to the quarterback. No no thought involved. Bert, anybody? Tom? It's got to be Tom, right? I mean, I hate all these prices. <laughs> Should the Eagles find a way to win the game? I kind of like Nelson Aguilar at 30-1. to 1. I mean, I talked about him already. I would not be surprised if he breaks off a long touchdown in this game. He has done that several times this year. And if he does hit that home run, that could be the play that everyone remembers from the game. And uh, of course, that significantly increases his chances of winning MVP. Uh, could also go to Foles if that happens, of course, too. But yeah, I, I don't hate Aglor at thirty to one. That's really the only one that uh, jumped out at me. They even ruined the field in this MVP bet because they just stick so many defenders and random players in there that the field used to be a, a viable option. But they went ahead and screwed that up. Yeah, it's almost like they're in the business of making money or something. Jackasses. My favorite bet, if you were going to hedge on all of this, if you actually think the Eagles have a chance to win the game, I love lime, green, yellow, Gatorade bath, plus 225. We saw it two weeks ago when they won the NFC title. It was it was green. They covered Doug Peterson in green Gatorade. And right now, the money line is plus 172. So... If you like the Eagles, just bet the green. How many different flavors do they have on the sideline for a team? I don't they know. just have the one? I, I, that's a very good question. Because maybe they just grabbed a random uh, color that day. I mean, I, I, I don't know. The Eagles are green. I don't know, man. <laughs> Could be. This is this is uh, scientific. And then uh, the Patriots have... They're the worst when it comes to the Gatorade. Last year they didn't even do it. I think two of two of their Super Bowl wins they just haven't even done it. They did not pour Gatorade on Bill Belichick. They just uh, true true to their form. They were as boring as possible in celebration of the Super Bowl. And then uh, they've also split between uh, red and clear. So clear slash water. So you you can't really get a Gatorade edge with the Pats. But if you like the Eagles, plus two twenty five. Don't take the plus 179 on the money line. And that's the Super Bowl. I'm sad, guys. Real sad. You're about to be real sad. Super sad. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Watch fucking baseball? Yes! I meant when the Patriots win. Oh, I'm I'm over it already. Yeah, they, they, they won in my mind weeks ago. As, as soon as... The Vikings just shit the bed. It's Eagles have no chance. It's just as soon as as soon as the Jags committed that delay of game. Oh my god! Don't even get me started on that. You hundred percent knew they were never winning after that delay of game that allowed a ten point swing. I want to know what happened to you guys. Only it was like a month ago. You guys couldn't wait to fade the Eagles at whatever the number was. Take the NFC, and now here we are. You love the Patriots. What happens? Fade the Patriots, you mean. But Don't love the Patriots. Sorry, yeah, fade, yeah. Yeah, I... You know what happened. Carson Wentz is gone. The man. If it was Saints, all in on NFC. If it was the, the Vikes, legend. all in on NFC. Not I can't. It's, I need my guy Carson Wentz. Not, Wentz is crap. 
You guys are the worst. <laughs> When's this crap? What? What is it? Two points between him and Fold? Max? It's about to be like eight when you start watching Foles throw pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, how bad would the Super Bowl be if Foles just absolutely pumpkins? <laughs> yeah, that's part of the reason why I just, it's like, I just, you know, there's there's like a 20% chance he just turns back into a pumpkin. I was just about to say, there's 20, it's, 20%. It's the same guy who couldn't move the ball on the Raiders. 20% chance this is like 12 for 30 for 140 yards. And the Patriots win by a million. It's uh, we're due for one of those Super Bowls, right? We're we're due for a boring destruction, rape and pillage. It should have been last year. Falcons. Patriots are always in close games in the Super Bowl, though. It's always close. Yeah, but they're always playing good teams too. Not this time. Not Nick Foles. If you want to follow these guys on Twitter. It's at Brett Colson, C-O-L-L-S-O-N, at Donnie underscore Peters, and at Mo Nuara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. Send us your raffle tickets. Let's get the total involved here. Is it we're settling on 48? We'll do the same thing. If you give us your pick, either the Patriots or the Eagles, and you give us your over or under for 48, you get both right, you'll get three tickets. You get one right, you'll get one ticket. So send those to at gridirongamble or email them to gridirongamblepodcast at gmail.com. I don't know when we'll record something again. Uh, I think we might have a special pod coming, so be on the lookout for that. But in terms of football content, I don't know. Check out Gridiron Gamble on Twitter, and uh, we'll let you know when we are back. But until then, enjoy the Super Bowl. Best of luck on your bets. Peace.